let's kick this podcast off. Uh, so we're going to go back to Colorado. Colorado is my, uh, my fan. I'm fan quote unquote girling over them. This is my college football team this year. <laughs> um, but, but, uh, but no, um, so I have a question for you, uh, with, so they played Colorado state this past weekend and they won in double overtime. They ended up coming back. Shire Alexander or Shire Sanders mm-hmm. did a 98 yard touchdown drive to win the game or to go into overtime. So my thought is for you, what is your thought? Is it a disappointment that they had to go into double overtime to win against the non-ranked Colorado state team? Or would you say that, uh, yeah, it's, it's wow. They, they, they did a great job or wow. They, they, they need some help. Well, I mean, so one, I didn't watch a snap of football with that game at all. I didn't even see the end. Um, I did know that they won by a touchdown and double every time, but I would say it, it could be both. Um, First of all, I don't think that they should have been, if they're as good as people are saying they are, they should not have been in that position um, against a Colorado state team that isn't very good. Right. Like, like they shouldn't have been in that position at all. If they are sort of top 20, which is where they're ranked, right to what number 16 right now or number 19 or whatever it is. They were Uh, ranked 18. Then they moved down to 19, I think because of the game, but Okay, so they're at 19 now. So they were at 18. Yeah, so if you're a top 25 team and you're playing against Colorado State University, a team that I've never heard of before the coach made those comments, I think you should, you know, do some damage on that team. That's what Alabama is doing. You know, Alabama, well, maybe not this year, but, you know, the Alabama and the Georgias are beating people, you know, 52 to 3 in games like these. And so they should have never been in double overtime with this team. But in the same respect, they found themselves in the fourth quarter and in overtime tied up with a team that they shouldn't have been tied up for. And so right then they had to buckle down and make it happen and persevere um, through that. And they did. And so I can say I can respect their, their perseverance at the same time saying you should have never been in that position. Absolutely. I, uh, I, yeah, I feel like, yes, I am. I am on this Colorado bandwagon. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I feel like everybody's praising, oh, how they overcame such, such a, like, it was a close game. You saw how they can overcome close games. And honestly, that kind of frustrated me a little bit. Um, we're not talking about, hey, like, you guys should have blown this team out. You were, twenty like, 20-plus 20 point favorites, mm-hmm. and you were losing by eight in the fourth quarter. Yes, you had to, your star quarterback drove you down the field to, the, to get a game-tying touchdown and two-point conversion, I believe. But... You should never found yourself in that position. Right. And all the stuff I'm talking, how high you are and how like, how like, like you better, I'm taking everything personal, that kind of stuff. Like I was like, come on, come on guys. Like you gotta, you gotta do way better than that. Yes. Like every team needs to find themselves in the situations of like games are close. What are you going to do? Right. And they, and they came through good, good for them. But I feel like they should have never found themselves in that position. Um, yes. Their star player did get hurt. I saw that uh, mm-hmm. Travis Hunter's out for three weeks um, with a cheap shot by one of the Colorado State players. Yeah, which um, I heard it was pretty bad, but I didn't. I didn't see it again. I didn't see anything about this game. He he just the ball was kind of over or not really overthrown. 
uh, just wasn't in his reach. It was a deep ball, and the safety came over and just hit him square in the chest. Um, like, yeah, hmm. so it was pretty bad. But now yeah. that dude's actually, family's getting death threats. Oh, my goodness. Which, yeah, I heard about that. Um, but anyway, but, yeah, I just wanted to, like, I'm – they're all praising how, how like, wow, like, you guys persevered and made it through. I was like, man, you should never find yourself in that position. But, again, it's like you said, it's both ways. You right. can see it go both. Yeah, I mean, spot on. I think this, this is where I go. So just to kind of tell a story to illustrate my point, I guess, I was at the – uh, my wife and I went to the Denver Fair uh, last week. I think it was on Saturday. It was on Saturday, yeah. And uh, I'm waiting in line at one of the Lions clubs, waiting, you know, for, for food and whatnot. We're getting lunch. Um, and there's a guy that, you know, is, you know, a couple people behind me in line and he's wearing a Georgia Bulldog shirt. So, you know, I lean back to him and I'm like, Hey, like, so you guys, you, you think you can three peat this year? Like, like, what do you think? And he's like, well, not right now. He's like, right now we're playing terrible. We're down, you know, South Carolina. Now, this is at halftime. They were down 14 to three to South Carolina who was one yeah. and one coming into the game. And he would, I'm, it wasn't just, oh, yeah, not right now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And that was like, no, not right now. We suck. Pretty much like the fact that we're even making this a game against South Carolina is discouraging to him because Georgia's yeah. standard is all the way up here. And South Carolina is a low-sum team. We should be beating them by 30 by now. And they end up winning that game 24 to 14. Don't let him score a point in the second half, whatnot. You know, Georgia comes in. But the disdain on that Georgia Bulldogs person when I asked him that question and his response to it shows how good Georgia is. Right. And so it's the same. Now you look at Colorado and they're losing to this. They, they take some double overtime to beat this team. We would be talking about the fall of Alabama. We'd be talking about the fall of Georgia. If we're talking about them almost losing to them in double overtime and yet here we are celebrating Colorado. And so I am a little bit bothered by the whole Colorado thing. Not that like, I don't think it's a cool story. I think it's great. I respect Dion. I just think that like, come on, like, what are we doing here? We're, we're, you're either one or the other. You're either in love with this team or you hate that. Well, I shouldn't say you hate them, but, or you're not really a fan or you really don't care. Um, I would be in the don't care bunch where it's just like, okay, I just don't see that they've done anything great. I, I respect Dion, but, but let me ask a question. I don't mean to ramble, but I just wanted to sure. p- paint that picture. Here's another question. Why is it like, like how is Dion doing this great of a job coaching? If he's literally everywhere on TV, like has anybody else noticed that he's literally everywhere? Yeah. He, he's on. Go ahead. It, no, you, you, that's a, it's a good point. I think, I think it's one of those, um, I think it's just his presence. Honestly, like he, I'm so he's brought his coaching staff from when he was in Jackson state. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought his whole, like his whole coaching staff, the training, even some of the trainers there, he brought everybody there. So they all know each other inside and out. Um, but I think with Dion, it's a presence that people can't give off, like that he can like he, I think he elevates people in ways that you can't, um, that others can't. And that, that's honestly like, I don't know. I think, I think that's a lot. I mean, he's probably, a, I mean, his motivation, his motivational speed, speeches, that kind of stuff. But I, I mean, 
but he's also been really good wherever he's gone. Yeah, like, I'm just I'm just curious. I guess I'm posing the question of how it how much is it actually him? Actually him, right. And I'm not trying to discount him at all, but I'm just saying like if you're spending this much time on ES he's on ESPN, he's on Pat McAfee, he's on First Take, he's on 60 Minutes, he's on all of everything. And like every time I, you know, turn on YouTube, there's a new clip of Deion Sanders saying this or that. And I'm like, dude, like what, how does he have this much time? He's not, he's not studying film, looking at the X's and O's, developing game plans all that time he's on TV. Right. Because we know that like that 20 minutes of TV time is not just 20 minutes. Typically that's two hours of getting ready and, you know, getting all, you know, the mics on blah, blah, blah. And and even outside of being on TV, talking with people off air and all that stuff, like that's a lot of time he's spending in the media. Now I get like a part of the, the, the sort of intrigue by this team is like the fact that he, like the Colorado had the highest ticket prices of anywhere in college sports this yeah. past weekend. And so the fact that that happened, you know, just three games out of a year where they only won one game is pretty wild, like no doubt. But as far as just like a strictly coaching football, X's and O's, strategizing all those things and making your players better, I don't see how he has the time to do both so well. And so it just makes me wonder if the the coaching staff that he brought or whatever, that still speaks to his leadership of men as far as leading other coaches to be able to do it well. But I just feel like all the credit is given to Deion Sanders and very little to the nobody's talking about the coaching staff and very little people are talking about the actual players outside of Sanders, his son and Justin Hunter. And I think Justin Hunter, if he actually didn't play both sides of the ball, he probably wouldn't be talked about as much. You know, if he was just a receiver or just a corner, I feel like he wouldn't be talked about as much. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. But I am really excited. So who do you got this week? When they go up, they go up against Oregon this week, right? This is the game they we've been waiting for. At Oregon, uh, I mean, I would be shocked if they won. Mm-hmm. Shocked, because I mean, like, like I said, they are losing Travis Hunter, who is like they said, basically he's two positions. He's one guy that plays two positions. He's a starting starting receiver and starting corner, and you're taking both of those away. Yep. Um, with him being injured, and so I mean, I would be shocked if they won. Just put it that way. And Oregon's 21-point favorites right now. Yeah. So isn't that about yeah. what TCU is favored? Yeah, so, over Oregon. Yeah. Oh, sorry, over, over Colorado. Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be I shocked if Colorado won oh. this game. What? <laughs> I said I'd be – what was that? Sorry, I, th- I said I'd be shocked if Colorado won this game. Me too. I said anything is possible. Oh, oh, I didn't catch that. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll see. But I, I am a little bit like this. I'm Coloradoed out right now until again. If they beat number ten Dude, Oregon, Oregon. Yeah, if they beat Oregon, then we can talk about them all day long, and we can talk about them up there with that. But you know, I want to see them come out and win this game. Even so, yep. even if they do beat Oregon, that's a good win and everything. But again, we're a week out of them almost losing to a nobody Colorado State University team. So again, this Colorado team still has USC yeah. coming up in a few weeks as well next week. So. If they beat Oregon, everybody's going to forget about Colorado State. Right. Yep. And and then they have USC, and so they have to – if they win both of these games, now they're top 10, and 
we're, we're taking them seriously. I'm taking them seriously, but I, I, I'd put a lot of money on the fact that they don't win both of these games. I think they probably drop both of them, but, um, but we'll see. Yep. It'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. So you had some stuff about Justin Fields. Now I know very little about this story. So why don't you, for me and, or anybody else listening that doesn't know everything about this story, what the heck is going on with Justin Fields? So, uh, Justin Fields had a press conference. What was it yesterday? Asking, basically they were, the reports were asking him how, like, how are you feeling? That's kind of like, what are you seeing out there? He goes, I, I'm, and so he came out, I wish I had the, the quotes here, but he said, Basically, he's going out there kind of like playing as if he, he's a robot, not like being himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then, then they ask the question, so, so what are what are the reasoning? Why do you think the reasonings for you not playing like yourself or playing the, the way you should be playing? And he inadvertently, like he was talking, he's like, I mean, it could be something to do with the coaching and this. And he kept going, but he kind of like tried to cover it a little bit, but he said the word coaching. Yeah. And that's a big no-no, yeah. <laughs> especially publicly yep. on media. Um, so that next press conference that day after practice, whatever, they came back and went to him in the locker room. And he's like, listen, I'm taking all the blame for everything. Basically, he's just trying to run it back. Yep. Like say like, hey, blame me for everything. If it's a drop pass, blame me. It's all on me. Don't and like I'm not here to blame my teammates or my coaches. <laughs> I'm playing, it's, it's all on me. And you're just like, what? Like, there's some serious crap hitting fans in Chicago. And, uh, you know, the one, I'm very, very good at picking the NFC North teams. Um, <laughs> Chicago Bears went division. Yeah, you picked the Chicago Bears. Yeah, go ahead. You can mention it. I'm not going to bring it up this time, but you can bring it up. Uh, if, ever, if anybody wants to listen, you can go back to our podcast yeah. where I said something, you know, probably pretty absurd <laughs> yeah. to what some people think. <laughs> anyway. And now anyway, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Job with the North right now. Um, and But literally, and the same day, the Bears defensive coordinator resigned. Yeah. I did see that. Something's wrong. Chicago and it's not good not good at all yeah I mean after he was supposed to be the Jalen Hurts of this year and um, he does not look a, a tad better at all no like they so they were talking about I was listening actually to uh, get up and they were pretty much saying everything that like so he was running they were using his legs last year all the time like toward the end of toward the end of the year and which was making him like be you could see potential in this guy like Man, this this guy could be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first two games, the stat came out that design runs total in both games was a total of five, five design runs for this guy. Yeah, who basically led the league. I didn't he he had the most out of any quarterback. He had over a thousand yards rushing. Yeah. He had like a couple like toward the end of the game, what like bunch of hundred yards a game mm-hmm. rushing rushing games like. You got to use his legs, and they're not using his legs, and they say he just doesn't look like himself. And I have no idea. They're like, trying. They're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, right? Is how they usually say right. it. Yep. And yeah, I agree. I don't think that they're. I, I saw a stat, and I don't have it in front of me. I wish I did. 
Um, but I saw a comparison of Justin Fields in his first, you know, 20 some odd games um, compared to Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky is miles ahead of yep. Justin Fields in just about everything. Now, Justin Fields is going to be more elite running the ball, but Mitch Trubisky, let's not forget, he could he could scamper. You know, he was a yep. he could move. And so um, I, I just it's just everybody's holding on tight to Justin Fields and being the next big thing. Again, I don't see it. Throw him in at running back. Throw him in a slot or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to whatever. I'm just saying the dude is elite. He's a great football player. It's the same thing with Cam Newton. We've talked about before. Great football player. Terrible quarterback. Um, I think a lot of it, is too, is it's in Chicago. Chicago has not had a good quarterback in a long time. Yeah. Like, I think there's something else that, like, he, I think he, need, he needs to go somewhere else. I think he need he needs to start over and go to a different organization that has like an offensive minded coach that can actually put him in positions to win. So do you right think? Now. So do you think he could actually make it? Like like I'm I'm at the point where it doesn't matter where he plays, he falls into the category of Tam, Cam Newton and Tim Tebow, like these guys that are great football players but just will not make it at quarterback. That's just what it seems like to me so far. But you're saying that if he found the right place where he they could utilize him well, you think he can make it at quarterback in this league? I think so. I think I think if he had a good coach, an offensive mining coach that puts him into positions, like it doesn't feel like they're putting him in right positions. Okay, he's also not playing very well with what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I understand. I like I want to say that he's also making some weird reads and whatnot. But I feel that also he needs. They need to be put in a better position for him to use his skills, because, like I said, when he scrambles and runs around, they did he did very well. Now I don't know it's like they didn't win many games I don't think toward the end, but he had a I mean he had great stats as a quarterback too. Um, but I I think he can I think he can he just needs a better situation and it's Chicago is terrible at quarter finding quarterbacks. Yeah, what you back you got. Like you said, Mitch Trubisky. I remember, like, what, Rex Grossman was their quarterback. I don't even know who else was their quarterback. There are so many no-name guys that were their quarterbacks that have done nothing. Yep, for sure. Yeah, they've been they've been struggling for years in that. So, anyway, I I do. Just to go back on it, I think he will be I think he will be a good quarterback. He just needs to find a different place. Okay. So I want to run back my um, – actually, not yet. Who knows? Maybe they might pull some out of their hat. Yeah. I was going to renounce my uh, Bears winning the division, but it's too early. We're week two. Overreaction. Yeah, I was going to say everybody's overreacting uh, right now well, uh, all, all over the place. And so – but speaking of that, I wanted, I wanted to – one of the things I wanted to – a little game, if you will, that I wanted to yep. play is um, for real or fake. Um, and so I'm going to go through these teams and I'm going to ask you to tell me and quick explain why you think these teams are either for real or they're fake. Um, now in the sense of, I'm not saying, are they a Super Bowl contender or whatever? I'm just saying like, is this team going to keep up what they've done? Not that they, you know, stay undefeated or stay dominating teams or whatever it may be, but I'm just saying, are they going to, are they going to be a good team come the end or are they going to fall apart? Is kind of what I'm looking at there. Um, so I'll just go down through. I got about, you know, eight, nine teams here for you. Um, it's actually all the undefeated teams. So, uh, Dallas Cowboys for real or fake? Uh, I would like to say that they're fake. 
Um, my only, it's the defense. I still like, I still don't know quite Dak wise. Like, Mike McCarthy has done a really good job at game planning. He did a very good job of game planning against the Jets. Um, but that defense is scary good. And if they put you in so many positions to do well, I mean, if they give you short fields, that kind of stuff with picks and sacks and whatnot, I mean, that. So I would say yes. Yep. Short answer, I would say yes. Yeah. Average margin of victory right now, 30 points. Yeah. Did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but whenever Dak and Sauce Gardner um, came up together, like, to shake hands after the game. Sauce Gardner was like, dude, why didn't you throw it at me on that corner route? He goes, why would I throw it at the best player on the field? Yeah. Like, literally, like, CeeDee Lamb had seven catches for, like, 138 yards or whatever, and all of them were not guarded by Sauce Gardner. Yeah. Well, that's where Sauce needs to develop, right? He's so dominant on that, you know. Yeah. Guess, the and that's, right, the right side of why, your own offense. Exactly what you need to do. Why would I want to throw it to you? You're very good. Right. I don't want to throw it. I'm going to throw it to somebody else. Like, it makes sense. Yep. But I hate it. For sure, yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see if you can. I think that's where you mature, right? It's the same thing with Richard Sherman. You know, Richard Sherman dominated for so many leagues, but he did it on one side. He never really developed into a receiver that right. can follow, like a Darrell Revis. That's what sets Revis apart. You know, you just dominate and follow you the whole game. Um, yep. So we'll see if you can turn into that. Um, all right, number two, tr- uh, the um, Miami Dolphins. They're for real. For real. All I, right. I think I think they're real. Uh, and again, it all goes back to Tua being healthy. Um, but dude, those weapons are fast. Mm-hmm. They got some fast weapons. Um, Terry Kill, Jalen Waddle, even Raheem Mostert, like. Get them the ball and they'll do they'll do their stuff. Like, yes, they're for real. Yeah, that play Moster because again we talk about Waddle and Hill a lot, but Moster got some wheels on him and we saw that yeah. this past week when he ran that ball, you know that touchdown run he had. He just completely outrun the defense. Um, oh we yeah. We saw how fast he was and I think we forget about him often, but the dude's got wheels. Yep, they all run under like a four three, I think it is, or four four, like forty or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, they're wild. Um, all right, 49ers, real or fake? They're the realest. The realest? Best team in the NFL right now? I would say so. I would say who I wouldn't, I can't like, if they went up against the Cowboys, I think they would beat the Cowboys. I think at the moment, the way the Eagles are playing, they would beat the Eagles. Like, mm-hmm. I think they, like, that defense is very, very good. Brock Purdy is taking command of that offense, getting the ball out quick, and they have weapons, and it's all coming together. Right. Brock Purdy, stay healthy. They're they that is a dangerous team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they. I would agree. I mean, they look like the best team in the NFL. Um, yep. But I mean, Dallas is there. But again, Dallas is always going to have an asterisk. Um, anytime we look at Dallas and we say they're playing like the best team in the NFL, we're always like, but are they really? Like, you know, we're yeah. always kind of going to ask that. And I think they played the Cardinals this week. So, I mean, if they don't, they're going to probably look like another dominant dominant team because they play the Cardinals. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, they've had one of the, I mean, they had New York Giants who haven't looked great. Um, the New York Jets without 
Aaron Rodgers, and now they got the Arizona Cardinal, Cardinals. So we don't yeah, have a great the, first three games for them. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's that's another thing is that their their competition hasn't been stellar. Right. So, but hey, their defense is it does look pretty solid. Though. Yeah, for sure. Um, Baltimore Ravens, real or fake? Oh man. Um, I'm a little suspect about the defense. Um, I mean, Odell Beckham went out injured, but they do have Lamar Jackson who's playing very well. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a, a radio or a, what is it? A thing on repeat, but I think they're real. I think this is a real team. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to go with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I mean, they've proven it that when the bar is healthy, they win games. And so That's it's, what matters. it's tough. To, yeah. It's tough to, to, bet against them it's tough to you know say that they're not real um considering what they've done what's that would you say that they are real since you're the team you guys are the ones that played them last week yeah i mean i think they're real for sure i mean i think that they again barring lamar staying healthy um or or really just injuries in general i mean jk dobbins is already out you just pointed out that odell beckham got hurt that ronnie stanley was out but i mean let's look at that also um their center who is a Pro Bowl center, uh, Ronnie Stanner, Stanley, Pro Bowl tackle, and J.K. Dobbins is out, and I think they were missing one other key piece on Sunday, and they still beat the Bengals, uh, who were in the yeah. AFC Championship game last year, and and they two games in a row with Tyler Huntley at quarterback, they almost beat the Bengals, who were in the AFC Championship game last year. Again, you know what I mean? So this team, yeah, they're they're good, and so when you put Lamar there, and you know, yeah, they're they're good, they're for real. Um, I think that they're a Super Bowl contender. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they came in second or third in the division. Um, and so, you know, the, that division is just tough and it's the AFC. So we have to, to see there. But I think that a lot of teams are going to be legitimately good in the AFC this year and may not even make the playoffs because they're yeah, the play Because the AFC is just that good. Um, all right, next team. Uh, oh, but by the way, I wanted to mention about the Ravens. The Ravens should be making a call for running backs right now. They should be yeah. calling for Jonathan Taylor or um, one of these other backs. Like Cam Akers just got traded to the Vikings. I think they should be making a call for that. Um, you know, they 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 really should be getting somebody there to help because um, that team could be lethal. I think they are they are arguably a Super Bowl contender this year, but but and or a piece away. You know, they put Jonathan Taylor with Lamar Jackson in the backfield. Phew, look out! Scary. Yeah. Um, all right, Atlanta Falcons, real or fake? Oh, I would. Can I specifically say in the NFC South? In the NFC South, I think they're real, but I think outside they're not. That I think the run game is pretty is pretty good. That run game is nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's Atlanta. I don't really trust them. Yeah. What? So I, I would say no. Okay. Well, let's stay in the. You said no. No. All right. Let's stay in the NFC South. New Orleans Saints. Yes. All right. I would say yes. Derek Carr needs to find himself, though. Mm-hmm. He has got to figure stuff out because while I was. So I, I ended up watching that Panthers game. Man, both teams looked terrible. They looked. <laughs> but. Like, but if you look 
the Saints have weapons. Their defense is good. They got a really good defense. Mm -hmm. Again, play against Bryce Young and that like makeshift pa Panthers offense that basically it's all free agents and a rookie um, that they threw together. But I think that, I think of those teams, I would say the the Saints. Uh, if Derek Carr can get together. They could be they could be a pretty scary team. Yeah, I mean they they have, they have weapons to yeah. be a scary team. That defense has been good for a while, yes. and they're sitting here at two and zero. And we don't let's not forget that their Pro Bowl running back Alvin Kamara has been suspended. So you know he comes back in a few weeks. Week week four, right? Uh, was it three games? I thought it was three. Thought, what? How many was it? I thought he got suspended for three games, and he comes back on the fourth week. Yeah, fourth week. That's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so week four, you know, he's going to be back and you have, you know, Mike Thomas, Olave, you got all that defense. Um, and so, yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely a legitimate team there. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, real or fake? Oh man. Well, the Eagles got them this week, Monday night football. Oh, um, you're going to call fake. them fake right now. <laughs> um, they have weapons. I don't believe in Baker, though. Okay. So I'm going to say they are pretenders. Okay. Uh, Watch. I can bite me in the butt and they're going to win. That was the real name for this game, right? Contenders or pretenders, right? Yeah. Wow. I suck at this. All right. Contend Wait, what do you bite? <laughs> what? I said real or fake, and I knew that there was another name at the, oh. for this game. And uh, I thought I, not that I thought I created a game, but I created a new name for it because I couldn't remember the first name. And then you gotcha. just said it. So, <laughs> yep. All right. I like <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, we got you only for a few more minutes. I mean, I think that they're for real still. Um, I would say that they are contenders. But Jalen Hurts has got to figure it out. <laughs> You guys are fine. You are an Eagles fan. I you know, guys. dude. I know. Listen, listen. <laughs> this. listen as bad as bad as Jalen Hurts has been playing this year, he is leading leading the league in all on, on target percentage right now at eighty six point five percent. So upwards of ninety percent of his throws are on target right now. Well, I didn't know that stat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway we'll we'll see um but i think i think you guys are completely fine i think typical philly fans uh no offense but i'm just saying a lot of times it's you know hell or high water or, or hell or heaven i guess heaven or hell whatever um yep. where it's like you know armageddon or 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 you know the sky is, is shining uh yeah dude experienced that firsthand at the game <laughs> yep, for sure I did. Um, also, I have one other thing to mention then before I let you go. But last team, real quick, Washington Commanders, real or fake? Yeah, fake. Who? Yep, fake. They have, a, they have the same amount of stats right now as the Dallas Cowboys leading the league with 10. What did you say? They have the same amount of sacks right now as the Dallas Cowboys with 10. They lead the league. I mean, they played the Broncos, and who else did they play? Play the Broncos and Giants. the Giants. They just lost. no. Didn't they just lose to the Giants? Is that the game that happened? Well, Mar no. Who did they play? Broncos or Cardinals Week One? Cardinals. They almost lost to the Cardinals. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That's fake. fake news right there. Yep. 
Well, speaking of the Eagles fans, if you haven't checked it out, which I assume you didn't because you're not a real Eagles fan, but check out the Jason Kelsey documentary. Have you seen it yet? I actually have not. Oh. I don't... Yeah, I'm sorry. I have not. I mean, I'm, I've been trying to, but man, there's been football on so much. I'm a sucker for football, so I keep watching it. Yeah, well, we watched it last night, and it was very well done. I'd actually, or just a few weeks ago, I was saying quarterback series has taken the, the, the top of, you know, who's doing football documentaries the best right now. I think yeah. this one may beat it out. I think this one was better done. Better, you really? know, yeah, better than the quarterback series, in my opinion. Um, very, very well done. Um, we could talk more about it after you've seen it, but they show even more than what the quarterback series shows as far as the, the negative side of playing in the NFL. You know, uh, I feel like quarterback series does show the tough part, but they almost make the family stuff feel like glitz and glamour, like everything's got it, everybody's got it together and whatnot. Um, and sure. it's always fun. Um, this one shows a little bit more of the downfall of that. It also talks about the Eagles fans um, as a fan base um, very much. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty interesting um, being from this area and experiencing it my whole life. Um, <laughs> it's definitely interesting to watch. So I would recommend you, but anybody listening, check out the Jason Kelsey documentary. It, you won't regret it. Well, I heard that they, that it was put on by the, um, by a local Philadelphia filming company that, that ended up doing it. And, uh, I also heard that, uh, so Kylie is Jason's wife who's in it. Yep. And, uh, she was saying how there, so she was also on the new Heights podcast. Mm -hmm. So what I've heard from the podcast too, um, that they, they came out and she's like, yeah, Jason came to me, you know, wanted to do a pot, don't wanted to do one of these things. And it basically said, it's like a very expensive home video. Um, <laughs> and she said that, uh, She's like, yeah, I was told that I was not have to do any interviews, which I was, I, I said, I just didn't want to be interviewed and they were okay with that. And then the next thing I know, they said, oh, you have to be interviewed through the whole thing. She's like, well, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> but she didn't want to do it. <laughs> she was great too. And apparently America's falling in love with her. Um, yeah, she was, she was good. And I felt like, you know, the, the good thing about her is that, you know, they, they were com both completely raw and vulnerable in the documentary. So you got to see the rawness of parenting even like there were some times when they showed parenting, like some of the bad times of parenting where I'm like, Oh yeah, I've been there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like kids not yep. listening and, you know, having a firm voice and all that stuff. And I feel like quarterback series kind of hid all that where it was like, Oh, it was only the good times when you're hugging your kid and taking them backstage in the locker room and kissing them after the Super Bowl and all this, you know, all the good times, right? This one is yep. the opposite. It shows, I mean, it shows the good times as well, but it also shows the disadvantage of all of that and the, you know, you know, yeah, I, I'm not going to spoil anything more, but there it's just, it shows the realness of, of being in the league and the pain that he, physical pain that he goes through to play football. And, uh, it was supposed to be a documentary about his last season in the NFL. Obviously it didn't end up being that spoiler alert, but it, it was very, very well done. And it tells more than just that story of the year. Although last year was such a great story. Um, yeah. it, it was, it was so, so much more than that. It tells the story of the podcast. It tells the story of how he and his wife met, how they, how him and Travis grew up. Um, you know, all of these different things. It, it's very, very, very well done. So, um, I'd, I'd give it a, uh, a 10 out of 10. I, well, 9.8 out of 10. I'm, I'm a tough 10 out of 10 giver. So 9.8. 
Joe Burrow, would it be 10 out of 10? No. I, I mean, no, um, no, not yet, at least. No, I mean, although I'd like to, I actually don't want Joe, as I said before, I don't want him doing documentaries right now. I want him winning the Super Bowl. When you win a Super Bowl, then you go do a documentary, but win a Super Bowl. I feel like the Kelsey brothers, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, they're all over the place. That's what goes through my head, too. I was like, dude, I understand that you've been, just, just go focus on football. Just keep doing football. Don't go to all these media things. Please don't. Well, but anyway, yeah, they get into it a little bit, but he, he's research. You know, one of his biggest struggles is figuring out what he's going to do at the football. And so podcasting is one of those things that maybe is a potential and whatnot and, and some media things like that. So again, they dive into that a little bit. Check it out. Next time we have a podcast episode, we'll talk about it. I'd, I'd look forward to that, but I don't want to spoil too much. Sweet. So, all right, let's get you back to work. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll talk to you soon let's go uh do you predict uh eagles win big against the buccaneers real quick before we go uh big uh i don't know if i would say big but i predict a win okay sounds good the Bengals versus the rams monday night football we better freaking win um i think we win i think we win and i think we get it going on offense um i can see us dropping 30 plus and squeak out with a yeah, I, I think we can win this game. White out, white tiger game at home. Okay. Let's do it. There it is. Yep. All right. See you, bro. See ya.